very much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't expect it the regular way this morning. Hallelujah. Of course, you know that I came from another continent. So I will do it for you. will do it in my continent. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you to the leadership of Celebrate Church for the privilege and opportunity to count me worthy to stand and speak to God's people. Yeah, I do not take it lightly and I don't take it for granted. And I'll just say a word of prayer before we start. The Bible says that the entrance of the world brings light. I'll pray that our hearts be simple this morning, that this light will flood our path. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. This morning we are going to be talking about something I titled, I Call Him Father. I Call Him Father. Amen. We are going to play the second worship song, Rotless Love. I want us to be particular about the links of the song. Because that will be a foundation for the message this morning. Yes, please. Let us just ponder more about the lyrics of the song. And then we understand what fatherhood is from the perspective of the heavens. Amen. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. And the me is you and I. You have been so, so good to me. That is my own testimony. God has been so, so good to me. And I'm sure that he has been so, so good. Amen. You have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life to me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank I'm 
Thank you for loving us. Thank you for stretching beyond. Thank you for lighting up every shadow that we can be visited. But Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I have a question this morning. What do you call God and why? What do you call God and why? No. Why Strat was here and was talking, he mentioned the man of God that calls God several names. God is actually several things to many of us. And it is dependent on what your heart thirsts for at that instance. To somebody who is in need of healing, calls him Jehovah Rapha. Somebody who is in distress, calls him a deliverer. So I know that if Many names to so many people. But this morning, I have come to tell us that the best of name that I think and I know personally that I call him is Father. And I will tell you the reason why. In fatherhood, or as a father, all of these things we call God. Is in Father. The Father loves. The Father takes charge. I'm sure if the little kid is talking about the Father, regardless of, you know, my four year old son will say, Dad, you are ginormous. And I'm told it is a combination of gigantic and enormous. And he combines that word and says, I'm ginormous. And sometimes I look at my height, I look at my size. That is what he understands, and that is what he believes. Regardless of who it is or what it is that he's facing, he has this confidence, confidence that if I call my father, I am sure that he will come and stand in the gap for me. Now, this morning, like I said, I want us to know that the best is, let us call him father. Because it creates an atmosphere of relationship. I can't just call somebody who is not, I don't have any relationship with my father. That is why we posted that song. You can see the stretch of love. Climb every mountain, light up every shadow, hear every speak, and just touch that he could do around you. Hallelujah. It's upon the scriptures, the book of James, chapter 1. And verse 17. James chapter 1 and verse 17. I am not an English person by birth, but I try to pick words, and I know that the Bible is a complete thing. Every good gift, the Bible says, Every, not some. Every, that means all. So if the gift is good, 
every good gift and every perfect gift, a gift could be good and may not be the perfect one. You know, you were talking about when you unboxed and you saw the glitters. It was the best of gifts for you. It was a perfect one. Somebody else may not be a lover of glitter. The gift may be good, but may not be perfect for the person. But the Bible says that every good gift and perfect gift is from above. So that means the combination is the gift is good. The gift is perfect. And regardless of the number of us on the surface of the earth, God can attend to us like what we all want. And for each of us, it will be good and it will be perfect. That is the capacity my father has. The Bible says, it comes from above. And of course, when we lift up our head or our eyes above, there are so many things that we can say above. But the Bible wants a clarity. And it says, I'm coming down from the Father of lights. That's to tell you that the above, there's somebody that does the of every good and perfect gift. With whom there is no variableness. That means God is God at every point in time. God is the Father at every point in time. You know, there is this statement that if there is a distance between you and God, who moved? Definitely, you are the one that moved because God is ever ready. His arms are ever opened. There is no variableness that shadow of thorning. Hallelujah. If the gift is good, if the gift is perfect, then I can tell you that it is from the Father of Light. Hallelujah. There is only one place that I know that the good gifts and the perfect can come from. And that is from the Father of Light. Amen. The fatherhood nature of God is that that makes it a possibility for him to give gifts. You know, we are in the season of Christmas. Of course, it will be our first in the UK, and we are looking forward to see how it is done and what it is. But already, I can wear an example of unboxing a gift already. And I'm sure, and I know, that every father here had done this, was doing this, and still wants to do this. I mean, giving gifts. Hallelujah. After the scriptures, Luke chapter 11. From verse 11, 13. Luke chapter 11, and from verse 11, 14. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, Will he give him stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he ask, or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Ye then, being evil, how to take a pause. At this moment, if 
even doing evil. And then we want to ask ourselves, am I evil? But the scriptures make us to understand that the heart of men is desperately wicked. Because in the nature of us from inception, the moment Adam and Eve missed it in the Garden of Eden. Both of us that have embraced God, that have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, that has gone beyond this. He then be evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your every father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? The Bible is making a comparison of us to the Father who is in heaven. That regardless of how terrible it may be with the fathers on the surface of the earth, no stone will ask his father for a bread, and then the father will give him a stone. Even if the father does not have the capacity to attend to the request of the son or the daughter or the children at that instance, you make a promise and say, don't worry, I've read you, I'll get what you want for you. Now, but the question is this. If we that are limited in capacity could have the stretch to attend to our children by giving them gifts, how much more our Father who is in heaven? No wonder when the disciples told Jesus to teach them how to pray. The first thing he said was, Our Father, who is in heaven. The first was, Our Father. And I don't know what other example we are looking for. If Jesus, when he was teaching us how to pray, started with Our Father. The moment you say Our Father, you know that there is a relationship. There is a connection. I started with this. I know that God has so many names. But there is one that makes me know that you have a relationship with him. And that is when you call him Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wrote this down, and I want to say it the way I wrote it. The proof of fatherhood is not the presence of children, but the ability to give. The moment you cannot attend to the basic requirements, then you are not expected to be called a father. You only become a father when you have had children and then you are being responsible over them. We have a God in heaven that is ever responsible. All he requires is that we approach him as a father. Romans chapter 8 and verse 32. 
I have not come in plenty of words this morning, but I pray that the little that is being said will sow a seed in our hearts and bring forth fruit. Who that feared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all? things. The first scripture says, every good gift. This is saying that he also freely give us all. All is, all does not have any exception. All is inclusive of everything, regardless of what we can think. Ephesians 3.20 says, now unto him who is able to do, speedily and abundantly, and above. I said I was, I'm not an English person, but I asked myself some questions. Why are some things being specifically written the way they are in the Bible? He said, exceedingly. That is telling you how much it is. Now, repetition is coming. Saying, abundantly. Not saying, far above. Now, those are three words trying to explain the massiveness. How big, how wild. You can imagine if you have a father who sits in heaven and the head is his full stool. Where I'm standing, I can't take much more than some few centimeters of full stool. But if God is in heaven and the entire earth is his full stool, then I want you to understand the capacity of who your father is. And I'm sure that that is why all of those adjectives are used exceedingly, abundantly, far above. Sometimes we, we fantasize, we hallucinate, we imagine even things that are not real. But that, the part of that scripture says, above all you can think, you can ask, or you can even imagine. So even those things that you feel that are unreal in your imaginations, God has the capacity to do them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have an analogy here. If a very posh car drives in, and we see a boy of about maybe five-year-old, and you see the around, somebody opening the door for him, and he says, as the boy is stepping out, probably a carpet of redness is put on the road, and... I'm sure when we look at the boy or when we look at that atmosphere, a question will pump up, pump up in our hearts. We ask a question, who is his father? The reality we are seeing is about the son. But the question in our hearts is who is his father? Because we know that for his age, he does not have capacity to do all of this by himself. But he must be enjoying the privileges of somebody who has blessed him. This morning, we talk about the sparkles. That is how the love of God is over our life, ever sticking. It remains with us. Now, but the thing is this do we have that consciousness? Do we have that understanding? Do we work in that reality? 
that one guy with all the royalty and all the servanthood and all the helps that he has around him, there's no worry. All he just needs to do is he walks and goes wherever he wants to. If we have a father that the earth is supposed to, then why are we not enjoying the maximum that we are supposed to be enjoying on the earth? The Bible says that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Then why are we not maximizing the fullness? Why is it that when the enemy puts some pebbles at us, we start shaking? Why not be like that son that understands that he has a father that has capacity to do all things? Like I said, this morning, I have just come to open our eyes to a perspective of who and how I see God. I see him as my father. And of course, because he is my father, I know that I am not limited by any means. I can never be at a disadvantage. It is not possible. David said it in Psalm 23. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Why do you want? Why do you still lack? Why are you still afraid? Why do you still eat? Why do you still keep malice? Why are you still fearful? This morning, I've come to remind us that we have a God in heaven. And he is our Father. That part of the scripture says, let us come boldly before the throne of grace. I want to say this very close to rounding off. I'm sure when we get to our homes today and probably somebody asks you a question, and say, when we start in words this morning, like I saw in the WhatsApp group, and somebody was asking who is to look and they say Stephanie's wife. I know from explanation, some people might not even know who Stephanie is. But when you start by, oh, that African brother in the church that has a beautiful wife and comes with three sons, and by the time you start doing all of those explanations, I can imagine you are talking to my first son. You just look at you and smile and say, that is my father. Now, you don't around to be explaining. We call him the king of kings. He is. We call him the almighty. He is. We call him the prince of peace. I am not doubting that. But you see, when we are talking like sons in the household of faith, I think the closest thing that we can call God is Father. If I'm talking to somebody on the outside, for him to see the magnanimity of God, the capacity of God, I can be telling him the ruler, the deliverer, the king of kings. Now, so that he will see God in those dimensions. I'm talking to you. And I say, I'm talking about my father. I expect you to understand because we are in the same kingdom. And that's why I said, when you are, when you are doing all of those explanations and saying that young man that has three sons, that has... 
My Bible just says, oh, that's my father. And you mean, you mean that there is a religion in use? Please, don't, don't make me start thinking and start worrying myself. The person you are talking about is my father. And then you know that he understands the description. But sometimes, why did I waste my time? I would have said, oh, it was your father that administered. And that makes it easy. But you know, sometimes we walk around. Instead of coming boldly, instead of assessing him and saying, my father, I have come. The scripture talks about the prodigal son. He missed it. He messed up. But there comes a time. I said, I will go back to my father's house. And we all know the story that when we went back, was reinstated. In fact, the Bible made us to understand that the father was not at home. The father was on the field seeking him. That song says, no mountain you won't climb off. No shadows you won't light off. That is what God is doing for us. Like the father of the prodigal son. Yes, we miss it. Yes, we mess up. Yes, sometimes we feel dirty. But his arms are ever open and ever loving. And I want to tell us this morning, like the prodigal son, if you have stained the garments, if you have messed it up, if you have said some wrong things, his arms are open wide. Tell one thing, you are still a bona fide son. You were the one that walked away. You were the one that stepped out. You were the one that never saw him as father. You were the one that never saw that his arms are open. But this morning, we have been reminded. And he said, come back to me. You are still my son. There is no mountain I won't climb for you. There is no cloud, regardless of how thick the darkness is, I'm ready to light up that place for you. Because of the world that you have built around me, I'm ready to bend down for you. God is our Father. And then, it's ready for us. I want to conclusively say this. Regardless, just regardless, no matter how terrible it is, we may have paid. No matter how terrible it is, we have missed it. I don't know in the part of this world, but from the world I come from, probably the maximum is you have killed somebody. God's hands are open. All you need for you to do is to just come and say, my father, I've missed it. But I know that there is grace for me. I know that your hands are ever loving. And I want to tell us this morning, there is that thing that you need. There is utmost in your heart. Don't go to God as a son. Go to God as a daughter. Go to God as a child. And I can tell you that you will get results. No one will come and say, my father. The minute he says, my father, you are ready to listen to him. That is an appeal to the heart of God. And I say this. 
of course, you have to let the relationship continue to grow. That did not follow the rest of the story. I know that the prodigal son was celebrated. And I'm sure that after that experience, and he experienced what he did with the swine, he wouldn't want to go back. He would want to stay in the father's house and then enjoy the royalty and enjoy the benefits. I told us this morning, welcome to your father's house. If you have stayed away, Welcome back to your father's house. We're going to be together in that family where God is in charge. And then we can walk beyond the streets of Bradford with our heads up high. Knowing that the one that walked with us is bigger than anything that can want to come against us. And regardless of what we come our way, we have a God in heaven that is on our path. And that fights for us, that defends us. Nothing, the Bible says, I can anything. Behold, all things are possible. You know, there's a time my wife calls God the impossibility specialist. He specialized in being possible. That is the Father that we have. This morning, I hope God has ministered into your heart. I have a second song that I want us to listen to. I'm a song person. I love to worship. And beyond the song, I want us to ponder over the lyrics. I trust God that with this understanding that we have had today, of course, our lives will be better. Our movements, our pace, our direction, we will do things effortlessly because we know that we have the backing. Of our Father. The Bible says, I let them come to me like the little children. That is what God wants to. Don't stress for anything. Don't want for anything. Don't strive to do it in your capacity. It will fail. It will, you, you will get tired. Hand it over to Him. Trust Him. And then you will see lines fall onto you in pleasant places. Amen. Let me have the second song, please. I Father, 
the father that doesn't know the name of his children. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Every father that knows the thoughts mm-hmm. of his children, they have the bread in heaven that does. Mm-hmm. And it sees your pain. It sees your pride. Mm-hmm. All the need to do is just calling how much thought that you think of his goodness. Hallelujah. Thank you very much.